All right, welcome to episode five of the Minnesota Sports Variety Show. Um, regular crew here. Eric, how you doing, bud? Let's go. I'm doing well. Beautiful day here in uh, Minneapolis area today. I went for a nice little two-mile jog and um, just, you know, a little bit of wind. Not It was cool in the morning and high and low 80s. Just just perfect day. Yep. Yep. I uh, I got up super early to watch the – well, I watched the, the end of the France-Australia uh, women's world cup match this morning at like four o'clock in the morning uh, oh, and then Jesus. caught and then watched the uh, England Columbia match, which was a hell of a match this morning. Um, Columbia just could not pull it, pull it off. Um, the, if you have, if you have get a chance to check out the highlights of this one, the Columbia, the first goal is the, is the Colombian player chips, the goalkeeper, just an really? absolutely amazing, amazing chip. It, originally it looked like she was trying to like cross it, but then when you went back and watched the replay, she, absolutely clearly meant to do that and the english keeper was caught off her line so um and then i played some soccer myself i almost chipped the keeper as well today um, oh yeah you have the uh the futsal thing right yeah my Sico's yeah. FC futsal at <laughs> over in st paul nice. uh, and then watched uh st pauli kick the shit out of a uh german a german fifth division team so it was all in all so far a pretty good day so yeah, my my team, my English team, Stoke City got uh, got crushed, and uh, after the second goal, it was just it it was more lopsided than the two zero score line. I was like, there was like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes left, and I was like, I'm gonna go for a run now because this <laughs> is not worth my time, and it is beautiful out. So that's, that's anyway, fair, so yeah, cool. Well, let's jump in. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Vikings last week. They had a, a first game of the year uh, this past Thursday. Um, and yeah, no, you had some notes, so, um, yeah, you know, there's not a ton that you can take away from preseason games. Right. I think one year, like, um, maybe it was the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton went like, oh, and five in the preseason or something and made the playoffs. And I think, uh, you know, there's not a, there's not a ton to it. Some coaches kind of take it more seriously than others. I remember people like gamble on preseason games, which I find pretty hilarious. And a lot of times the, the. Yeah, that's people are called, degenerates. That's what's called a, degen- a degenerate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, big time. And a I'm lot a, of times it's just coming off. But I'm not even that much. Of a yeah, no, like, no, same, same. And uh, it's just they're just coming off like what coaches try because I think it was um, Zimmer. I wanted to say Denny, but no, I think it's Zimmer that would actually try and like win them. So people would like vote in the vote. Uh, like bet on the Vikings more, but I don't think KOC gives a shit because he's actually like a pretty smart coach. Anyway, so but really we're just looking at players here, Vikings. Um, First, uh, first round, excuse me, second round draft pick, Jordan Addison. He just had a couple of catches, but he had a really nice toe touch catch that was actually a catch, kind of Chris Carter esque, but they called it no catch for some reason. So, anyways, um, good seeing him out there. Um, that's going to be a really important factor with how important the passing game is this year. That that he comes in and steps up. We're going to need people, uh, someone to replace. Um, the receiver that just left, uh, Mr. Mr. Mankato, Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen hooked on a Thielen. So, um, yeah, hopefully we see him uh, in the next couple. He's one of the few starters that actually is playing. Um, Ty Chandler had 11 carries for 41 yards. He looked, he looked pretty good. No huge runs, but that's pretty solid. Almost four yards per carry is pretty good. Um, that backfield though is looking a little bit, still up for grabs after Madison. Um, they had 
uh, Kareem Hunt in for a workout last week, and that's a pretty that'd be a pretty big upgrade. Um, but for a backup, I don't know. I don't know what the, the cost is going to be, but I was surprised to see that. Um, the backup tight end, Nick Muse, had a really beautiful touchdown catch that was uh, early in the game. And um, I don't know. They were saying could be a practice squad guy. He was last year, but maybe he'll make the team. They've got um, Munt, and they've got the new um, Oliver, the big tight end. And then they also have um, Hawkinson, of course. So they're pretty deep at tight end. Um, they've had a lot of good tight ends over the last few years with um, Conklin and I don't know. I can't remember all the guys, but um, a lot of them have looked like kind of like cavemen for some reason. I don't know if it's like a tight, a tight end thing with like the flowing, the long, the long locks, kind of like rocker guys. Um, Ivan Pace Jr. I have a little um, bio on him I was going to get to, but he looked really good. Um, smallish linebacker, fast. Um, so that might be something to see there. So we definitely, um, I've got a little linebacker deep dive um, planned here. But uh, anyway, that, you know, all in all, nobody important got hurt is the main thing. Um, Lewis Seen had a nice open field tackle in the beginning. I saw it. I guess he didn't do too much after that. So I don't know. We'll see. You, you, you know, it's it's like kind of like few battles of like who's going to make the team, but there, there's not a lot there in preseason, right? Right. right. Mullins yeah, looked it's... okay. You know, he's well, that right? sounds like they're, they don't even, most teams don't even play their starters. No. Most, most no. of these at all. <laughs> we... We only played then... our, we played our, our shittiest lineman. Uh, was it uh, Ingram? I think he's the only one that got any burn. And then the new nose tackle was it Tonga. He played, I think I was trying to read through the starters that played, but there was, there was a few of them, but n- not many, nobody of, of consequence outside of Addison. So anyway, yeah, I, I was telling you, I only saw the beginning because I went and sold some cleats at Ridgedale. So I was like, uh, okay. I saw as much as I, I needed to for the show and I'm out of here yeah sounds good i've listened to uh the michael rand uh on the daily sports dive and that's figured that's, that's all that's all the info i needed for the week. so um, oh, i love that might be my, ball. that might be my uh well it's funny i don't know he had uh chicken finger 69 on to talk about his johnny manziel takes and so okay um, so i usually listen to them on the sportive so there's another yeah. podcast because they never go on to the sportive so okay i can listen to that now nice well yeah, he's he's only he's only ever on there occasionally um he's mostly on the sportive and, and that's when he's like he's able to get there and I, I know he's got a bunch of kids and stuff so um so yeah i did and the sportive you know their sportive is so sporadic with when they re- release podcasts anyways so um yeah. So it was oh, I know. Day. I was I was tweeting at I was tweeting at him like, "Hey, do do the show," and he's and it's like, "Yeah, I'm ready to do the show." That everybody's busy. I'm like, oh, okay. "Yeah, exactly, exactly." So, uh, cool. Well, did you want to do your your Vikings? We can maybe just get all the Vikings uh, content out of the beginning of the podcast for anybody who is not a huge Vikings fan and wants to skip. I can put some timestamps in here for folks. So you want to do okay. your Vikings, your Vikings Fair linebacker? Enough. Fair enough. Let's do it. So, okay. Vikings linebacker, deep dive, deep dive. Um, the Vikings off ball linebacker group. Uh, it's an interesting mix this year. Um, got some veterans and um, some promising young talent, but we don't, we don't have a lot of star power. We lost Eric Hendricks, but I was kind of glad that he left. He was, I loved Eric Hendricks. He was great for us for a number of years, but he definitely was slowing down. I mean, he stuck out like a sore thumb in our, our playoff game to the New York Giants where he was just, just seemed really, really slow. So, I, you know, I, I'm still rooting for the guy. I liked him, but, you, you know, you got you to gotta move on, right? He was making a lot of money, and we, we got a lot younger. This whole um, Vikings team, I think I read, we 
we went to like from lower down in the uh, age to like 10th or something, 10th youngest. So we've gotten a lot younger. Um, yeah. And, and our linebackers in particular were 27th ranked uh, last year. So, so not great. And that was with Kendricks, our alleged, you know, best player gone. So he played alongside with Jordan Hicks last year. Jordan Hicks, Hicks is going to be um, our veteran. Um, he's very good against the run um, high PFF score for the year in the eighties, but he's poor in coverage. Um, it's his ninth year in the league. So he is a, a veteran. He was in Philly and then um, Arizona. Um, I saw good things out of him last year, but again, uh, that, that pass defense is going to be important. He needs to, he needs to improve that. He's going to be wearing the green dot, I believe this year and, and running the uh, plays for the um, defense as the uh, Mike linebacker there. So um, it's, it's going to be a really important year for him. Um, and the whole defense as a whole. The other linebacker position is more of an open competition. Um, there's a few guys there. Uh, Brian Asamoah is maybe the projected starter, third round pick in 2015. But uh, the, the potential Mr. Mankato in Ivan Pace Jr. that I uh, alluded to had a really good game last night. Um, he was great in college, unanimous All-American 137 tackles, 21 TFLs, 10 sacks, three forced fumbles. So this guy is all over the place. The one, so then you're thinking, well, that's great. Just slot him in. Well, here's the rub. He's teeny tiny. And uh, only in NFL, we say a guy who's 5'10", 230 pounds is teeny tiny. But uh, that's, that's really small. And there's kind of just, I think Collar was saying, there's kind of a, a minimum, you must be this size to play the game type of thing. And we're just not sure if, if he's going to be big enough to be physical enough to play and not get hurt. Um, you know, 32 teams overlooked him for seven rounds and then the Vikings uh, signed him undrafted April 29th. And um, so we'll see. He, he's looked, he looked really good in that first preseason game. Hopefully we'll see him in the next couple of preseason games, how he does continues to uh, be solid. Cause we definitely need linebackers. Um, also in the mix, we have a veteran Troy reader. He signed a one-year deal for 1.2 uh, million free agencies, 28. He had 25 starts in three seasons with the Rams played mostly on special teams last season with the chargers um pff marks not great with his rams tenure and um you know if asamoa looks like it's kind of i don't know it, it's it's pretty open competition right now so that is my deep dive on linebacker for uh for the week so to check take an eye uh check it out next preseason game and um yeah. And then I think uh, the next next week I'll do either the wide receiver group or I have, um, I think, even more information on the offensive line. I also want to get a little bit more information on this uh, this Tonga guy. Um, so anyway, uh, let me know. Let me know who you want to talk about on the Vikings. Um, I think the, re the receivers are important with um, with Naylor and KJ Wright and uh, who's going to be that third wide receiver. So anyways, that is your skull stories for this week <laughs> sounds good um cool well let's wrap up the sports section uh and talking a little mls the league's cup messy um mls after dark if you're not familiar with the <laughs> concept of mls after dark it is uh coined by i believe the uh, i believe the realtors over at mlssoccer.com um <laughs> basically mls has these has a tendency to have these very weird Weird matches, and that's probably that's an understatement to say to say the least. Uh, weird shit happens. Um, goal like random goals are scored. Goals are scored by guys who haven't played in years. Um, 
And, and a lot at the end of games too. The end of yes. games get like wide open and all of a sudden like a one, one game that was pretty like drab is like, Oh, they scored. And then they scored and then they scored and then they scored. And like, yeah, it's three, three. And like, you'll get like, minutes. yeah, you'll get like six, <laughs> five, like four goals in the, in the succession of like seven minutes or something like that. So that is, that's what we say when we refer to MOS after dark. Um, the, so obviously Messi is still on fire. Um, he, I believe he scored his uh, ninth goal of the campaign so far. Um, and which makes him, I believe, now all by himself as the third leading goal scorer in Miami uh, FC Miami <laughs> history or Inter Miami history. Um, uh, not Miami FC and they've all and they've all been in this game. tournament, right? Because he started yep. when this tournament started. Yeah. Yep. He hasn't played. He hasn't played an actual MLS game yet. So we'll see. Uh, they played Charlotte. I believe they won four to nothing in their in their match, um, making it to the semifinals of the League's Cup. Charlotte. Other, I thought they were called. Clit FC or something. Yeah, I just saw yes, it. like CLT. CLT FC. Yes. That's we always okay. refer to them as, as uh, Clit FC. Uh, the other games, Philly beat Kertaro two to one. That was a hell of a match with a, uh, a super, super late winner for uh, Philly. Um, uh, Donovan scored in the 90th plus 11 minutes of stoppage time. So an absolutely crazy, uh, crazy match there. Uh, we'll talk about Minnesota sec, but Monterey beat LAFC, which was not something that was to be expected. I went to uh, college with a gal from um, Monterey when I studied abroad in France, and I learned that Monterey is like a very um, affluent Mexican city, or at least where she was from. And yeah. uh, and I am not too surprised that they have a good team then, if that's a affluent well, area that typically tends to help with. This uh, one was crazy though because... without salary yeah. caps. Yeah, this game, so this game kicked off 9.30 Central Time. Um, by, you know, by halftime, LAFC was up two to nothing. Um, LAFC won MLS last year. So seemingly they were on in cruise control, ready to make it to the, the Western, the Western, the other semifinal of this tournament. And then Monterey, we're talking about MLS after dark. No, no, they're not an mm-hmm. MLS team. But uh, 68th minute penalty, an own goal in the 80th minute from LAFC, and then an 88th minute winner for Monterey. And they knock wow. LAFC out. Of the tournament, which is not too great because Minnesota would have hosted LAFC had they won. Um, but Minnesota went down to Nashville and <laughs> picked out of them. Five I was just nothing. about to say, how fun has this tournament been? And then, then we get to that part, and it was like, yes, wah, wah. all three of those other games were very fun. I mean, even Charlotte, <laughs> even Charlotte losing four to nothing, um, it was still fun to watch all the all the messy goals and things like that. Yeah, this game was just bad from the get go. Um, Minnesota had basically no possession. DJ no. Taylor gets a very, very soft red card. The uh, second and, that red card went in the air, I was like, this is, we're doomed. This is not yep. good. The third game that uh, Minnesota has gotten a red card in this tournament, by the way. Um, and they've only played, what, five games <laughs> in the tournament? So they managed to get red cards in three of them. Yeah, that red card turns the tide, really. I mean, Minnesota was, was had some opportunities, was holding on. But then absolutely, just uh, Shaq Moore scores in the 39th minute. Teal Bunbury. Hate to see it. He has a goal right before halftime. So halftime, you go in two nothing, down two nothing. You're like, okay, this this might be an opportunity here. I mean, Minnesota's battled back um, with down ten men before, uh, specifically in this tournament. And so so next, early though, uh, yeah, the, I hear you. We did the next three, yeah. next uh, nine minutes uh, from fifty the fiftieth minute on. <laughs> goal, goal, goal. <laughs> And the game was basically out of reach at that point. Yeah. Um, I think I so, tweeted out after it was 2-0. I said, the goal now is just to keep it under five. And then I was at the Carver County Fair and just taking my kids on the rides and all that. And I, I looked at the end of the game and I was like, 5-0. They couldn't even do that. They couldn't even hold it to 
to four. I think that was the worst loss that we had incurred since opening night where it was 6-1. It was the first time we had been shut out with five goals scored. I think that we had had a 5-1 hung on us before, but never a, a 5 nil or worse. So yeah. anyway, it the, was an historic evening. It was. Uh, but the, the, the silver lining to that, as far as I'm concerned, is um, now that uh, the uh, Minnesota is out of the tournament, the their game against NYCFC, which is supposed to be happening this coming Sunday, oh, yep. Yep. won't get moved. I'm going to be in New York. And you're going to that game. Yeah, that, that is that is nice very, for you. Yeah, <laughs> I very. Uh, I was not looking forward to having to potentially either move that or not go to that game. So, um, because the way the, the way the tournament sets up is there is a um, there's benefits to finishing in third place. So, like every semifinal, like so, the, each semifinal game there will be a third place game, and those games are taking place uh, this week. Uh, for the semifinals and then um, Saturday night, uh, the 19th for the final and for the third place game. So um, what's the benefit for finishing third? Like, what do you get? What do you uh, get? You get CONCACAF Champions League spot for next year. So uh, gotcha. Yeah. They're there. Or it's not, it's not the, it's not the champion league. It's something called the con it's like the CONCACAF championship or something like that. It doesn't matter. It's the same, sure. same tournament generally. So, um, so yeah, so that is, that is the benefit for, for finishing um, you know, in that tournament, but um, also means that they're going to have to move those uh, matches um, for the teams that are playing on the 19th and the 20th, because that's when the MLS league kicks back off again. So, so anyways, so anyways, avoid, it's a, it, I, that. I, 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 yeah, like I, I barely knew like Liga Emekis before, I don't know, within four or five years ago before that. I, I didn't know any of the teams, anything. And now it's like, I know a bunch of the teams. It's like, I know, uh, you know, Club America and Tol Toluca and, you know, Corretado and Monterey and all these guys. So I feel like this whole idea about them potentially like merging together and with how like great this tournament has been at first, I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know. That sounds a little crazy. And now I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Like it was, this has been pretty fun. So I, I don't know. It's um, there, it, my, I think it is a good thing. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to see if the, cause I mean, I don't know, like going to the matches um, that with the matches against Liga Mekis teams it, at Allianz, there was definitely a lot of fans that were wearing um, not just, I mean, to the Toluca match, there was a ton of people in red Toluca. Yeah. That was my, amazing. Um, my house cleaners. Um, it's a husband and wife. Um, and they went to the game and they were showing me all the pictures and um, the uh, Miriam was on like the Toluca's like website and all the stuff. And uh, they were, th that was, so that's cool too, that, you know, folks get a chance to go there. Cause we have, there's a ton of Mexican, you know, um, expats and, and folks with, you know, ancestry down there that, um, and, and they love soccer, you know, and they, yeah. they turn out for it. I mean, there's a reason why we have to put our games, uh, cloistered in Columbus and not let anybody in when the U S men's national team plays here because, well, uh, you know, yeah. but, but I think that the thing, the thing that, that the teams need to capitalize on both the league of teams, um, being exposed to a lot more American fans, but also more importantly, probably the MOS, uh, teams, um, exposing their brand of soccer to these league of teams is not just that there was a ton of Tuca fans out there at the game. There was a ton of fans in other, the Club America jerseys or Cruz Azul jerseys yeah. or Leon. Mexican national teams jerseys. Yeah. Like it is, can, can the, can the MLS take advantage of this um, opportunity to create new fans? Cause that is like, that is basically like, that is the 
sort of the giant elephant in the room or the, you know, that 10,000 pound gorilla in the room, right? That, that there is a ton of soccer fans that do not go to, to MLS games for various yep. reasons. Some of them are Euro snobs who only, who only yep. want to watch. It's not, it's not the top league. Soccer. Americans like the best, right? But it, yeah. it definitely is improving, man. I mean, even just from the time that I've watched it when Minnesota United came in to like some of the quality that's being added, they're spending more and more money every year and it, it's definitely improving you know it's um if it's if if you're not going to become a fan soon now i don't know when it would be anytime in the near future you know what i mean it's uh but yeah but that's that's why my whole point is like this is you know this is an opportunity this tournament is an opportunity to build some hopefully build some fandom uh, for fans who are who are you know prone to enjoy soccer but maybe doesn't necessarily know about mls or know about minnesota united yeah. or so that's and whether or not the the front offices are are prepared to do that, I don't know. Um, so we'll, I guess we'll have to see over over the course of the next couple of years. But this is a really um, great opportunity for them to do that. I, I think you just you see so many like Minnesota loons, uh, like apparel when you walk around. Like I just see it all over the place, and even on just regular sports updates that are like on the radio and stuff, they'll call out the Minnesota United game on just kind of a of a, you know, regional radio or whatever. And just like the way they would for a Vikings game or whatever, I think it's definitely more so in the public conscience than it's been in a while. Just, I don't know. And I, and I, and so anyway, hopefully they ride the wave and it it improves. So, um, for sure. For sure. It's been been a great tournament. It's been fun. It's been really fun. And, and doing the little fantasy thing that we've been doing the pick them or whatever (laughs) has made it interesting too. Maybe more so if I was in your position in second instead of third (laughs) to last, but what are you going to do? Yep. I gotta, I gotta, gotta finish out there strong there though. So, um, all right, let's, uh, let's wrap up our, our sports stuff talk for the, uh, for the podcast. So if you're, that's what you're here for, feel free to jump on but make sure yeah <laughs> the podcast but yes want, uh, please some of the variety um stick around where are we where are we heading next eric uh so now now we'll welcome in our uh, our variety fans um okay so this is a question that that i've always been thinking of and it's, it's come into play a lot more recently because of remote work and just the ability to work from anywhere basically like you or i theoretically could go move anywhere and, and work they told us so um, and I was just at this expo this week for work and I was meeting people who used to live up here and that are all sorts of places. So somebody was living in Virginia now and somebody's here and there. So I've always thought about this. Where would I live? I mean, the one place in my mind that is kind of like the Shangri-La for me is San Diego. And I've never been there. I've only been as close as Dana Point. But I just I, I love good weather and I love the ocean. But also like the Pacific Ocean's like really cold and darker. I like more of the like Atlantic warmer ocean, but then with like politics, I can't really live in like a red state, I think would just like kind of drive me crazy. So I'm trying to think like, where could I live where like politically I wouldn't be an outsider. They would have some, you know, uh, things that would resonate with me that has the ocean and like the further South I get, I don't think I can get much further than Delaware before like, it's not really going to work out too well for me. So for me, I think it's two places I've never been in the United States, San Diego or Delaware um, is all I can come up with, but that's because they don't have the right politics in some of the States I want to live in. Well, I think that also kind of depends on where are you willing to live? Like, are you willing to live in a big city? Um, because the, you know, you could, <clears throat> you could get to a big city 
in the South and your the politics there generally in terms of like your um you know I want to be close to the ocean like though I want to be within like a good thirty minute drive to the ocean can I do that Yeah I mean. I've spent some time in Miami. I would love to live in Miami 20 years ah, ago. Bien, bienvenidos before, a Miami. Uh, before it, uh, it's going to fall into the ocean, which it probably will happen here <laughs> in the next like, 20 years. Um, and I don't know. I listened to the Dan Libertard show, and they, so, they, so I, get, I get a lot. I know a lot about Miami, and I'm not sure I could d- deal with what's going on down there right now. Um, Miami is great, but I feel like you're just on vacation the whole time. Like, can I really go inside the house and like do Excel spreadsheets all day in Miami? Like, it just seems well, like, and I guess I throw San Diego out then. It's too. 115 degrees every day. So yes, you probably are going to want to stay. Yeah. In house. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Um, just make the palm trees and the, the beautiful ocean. It just makes me think I'm on vacation. I don't know. I was there yeah. once over Christmas and I did not like it. it uh, I mean, it was a great vacation, but it just doesn't feel like Christmas when you're, when you're down there. I need. You know, I've lived in Connecticut, Chicago, and Minneapolis. I just, I'm used to the seasons and the cold. So yeah, I would think maybe it would snow in Delaware. I don't know. And the great Joe Biden's from there. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it snows in Delaware. So um, I don't know. I, I haven't thought too much about this. I, I really like, I've been, I spent, I probably spent mo- most time, more time in Colorado than any other uh, state. And I would love, I could easily see myself. Yeah, Colorado is cool. Um, I don't have an. I don't really. I mean, I don't. I've, I don't think near you is cool enough to move to Del- to Colorado. I'm uh, speak for yourself, buddy. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, I just. I don't. I don't have the same affinity for the water that you do because um, water actively tries to kill you all the time. So. Um, so do I'm mountains. Not, <laughs> not really. Sunny, not, look at sunny and chair. I mean, it's skiing accidents. You know, well, the avalanches. I'm not moving to Colorado because I want to fucking ski and be outside. I'm moving to Colorado because it's cool and it's got lots of things that I enjoy. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not a, I'm not really an outdoorsy kind of person. So like, I don't, I don't need, so I don't need mountains. I don't need to be near national parks or things like that. I pretty much any city <clears throat> honestly is fine by me. Um, you know, if this is just, if this is just me, if I, it's just, just me moving. Yeah. I'm going to either Denver um, or probably Maybe even DC. I've spent a lot. Of, I've spent quite yeah. a bit of time out in DC, and I, you know, DC is close. Or you can, you know, you can get to Baltimore. You can get to Philly. Pretty, you know, you can get to up yeah. to New York. You can get up and down the Eastern Seaboard fairly, you know, fairly mm-hmm. easily. Uh, so you can see other things, and you don't, you're not kind of. I mean, I think, but the problem with Minnesota is that you're kind of, you are kind of like stuck here, right? If you want to get anywhere, yeah. it's, it's Chicago is like a seven seven eight hour yeah, drive. It's like, whenever, yeah, it's, yeah, it's seven hours on the train. Um, and so it's like there's not really anything like you can go to Milwaukee. I went there for my bachelor party. Good times. Yeah, I mean you're also in Wisconsin then, so there's that. Yeah, I know. Um, um, yeah, my wife really want wanted us to move to Arizona. Um, she has rheumatoid arthritis, and for that condition, warm, hot, like dry weather is the best. And so like kind of deserty weather. And so when um, she first like got this condition, like before. Uh, diagnosed with the condition before we had kids and stuff she'd always like email me jobs that were in phoenix arizona and stuff and i'm like Huck, i don't want to move to arizona but uh, you know i mean realistically i'm not moving anywhere unless like my brother brothers or my parents move there because like we're a really tight-knit family and right. probably the most likely place that they would move is either arizona or florida because they're like in their 70s and so if they actually moved to arizona and we did i don't know my brother went to college in flagstaff and flagstaff is very similar uh to minneapolis with the seasons and 
yeah. um, everything. It's just it's at altitude is the only difference. But I don't know. It's it's yeah. a it's probably not going to happen. But it is an uh, interesting thought experiment. <laughs> other city that I thought was really cool. <clears throat> I was there over the winter um, for for a, a soccer conference thing. Is uh, Albuquerque. Um, you know, we got was we went there. It was like the weekend after MLK weekend, so like the twentieth or whatever. Mm. And it was like forty five degrees during the day, so it was like it wasn't you know super cold, but it also wasn't super warm. Um, I would, me and everybody else from Minnesota and Madison were like loving it. We were running around in shorts and t-shirts, and everybody from <laughs> everybody from, San, from right. the West Coast was all like bundled up and yeah, you know, puffy jackets and things like that. So. Um, Plus, it's you know it's it's a uh, it's college town, so but it's you know it's, it's a relatively large city. You got cool things you can get to pretty easily. So I mean, and I you would, can get that you can get that blue crystal meth from Breaking Bad. You can, <clears throat> um, yeah, and, and other and amongst other things. So <laughs> uh, that was a really that 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 city was actually. I mean, I got to didn't get to explore a ton of it, but um, the things I did get to see were were pretty cool. So um, I think Albuquerque might be a but in okay. New Mexico is is trending blue. So um, there is a there is some you know, some there, there. So I, I will keep that in mind. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the desert. It kind of depresses me, but, um, I, you know, I, they, like you said, visiting these cities, I've been yeah. to cities where I didn't think I was going to have fun, like Wichita, Kansas. And I was in, it, I had a blast. Like you said, it was like a college town. Yeah. Um, and so you, you know, you never know a lot of it's yeah. just like who you meet and where you wind yeah. up. And if you, you, you know, Albuquerque is up in the mountains too. So it's not, it's not really, I mean, you can get to okay. the desert pretty okay. easily, but it is, but yeah, it is mountainous. So, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. That's pretty. That's cool. Okay. Um, next item uh, on here. I just, just book really briefly on um, cutting your own hair. So the, um, the pandemic was not great. I, I did not like it, but one thing that I did was like pick up some hobbies, right? I learned how to like, bake my own bread. I learned how to sew a little bit. I learned how to cut my own hair. So I can kind of cut my own hair. Okay. Um, I've got all the, like the guards, you do the, the one, two, three or two, three, and then I finger cut the top. But one problem is like, there's either like cheap scissors or you have to buy really expensive scissors and either way you have to sharpen them. And so I've been buying, I buying the cheap ones because it's like 10x to buy the expensive ones. And then I tried to sharpen them and I like ruined them. So I bought another pair and they just go dull really fast. Also, it makes a big mess. And then also it's really hard to cut the back yourself with just a mirror. So I end up having to like ask my wife or daughter to see like, is it straight? Like, did I miss any parts? And so, and it's kind of, and it's also kind of anxiety provoking because at any moment, I could like just do like a botch job and then like, I just have to wait for it to grow back or something. And so it's just like, but my problem is, is that sometimes I just can't get the lady who I like to go to isn't working like right away. And I just want to cut it. And so I can do it myself, but I shouldn't be. It's like, I'm doing it too much. Like that ended up cutting my hair like every week, which is like not necessary. So anyways, it's become a little bit of, a compulsion just because like just because you can do something like doesn't mean you should right and then my wife or whoever i've been complaining about will be like why are you cutting your hair again i'm like i don't i don't know <laughs> don't know because it's a it's a good value and like i can keep it like exactly how i want it but then also i'm getting hair everywhere and it's yeah it's annoying you know it's hard know. to You're, hard to tell right here but um i i've cut my own hair since i was like 15 years old so really 
last like almost 27 years yeah i just but i don't mean if i cut it i mean i just shave it all off like i just i uh, okay um i have done a little bit of stuff in the past i'm actually letting it grow out right now because it hasn't been this long probably since i was in college um after the, like the week after i quit at ups um uh, <laughs> letting my hair grow out again um but yeah, man, it does I, say, it does save a lot of money if you're going to somebody who like charges 20 30 bucks a time you know or whatever with tip i mean you can you know save yourself 100 well, my, bucks yeah, a, you know i get my hair cut every three weeks so it's you know it it, it adds up i mean yeah, it's not huge but that is a lot of times to cut your hair so um but i uh yeah the, I, I used to go to a guy and it was like it was, it was like 10 bucks this is like you know before i started doing it myself uh, and then he raised it to, I think, like $12. And I was like, well, screw that. I'm just going to buy some clippers and just do them. And I've, I've had the same um, the same clippers now for probably the last, like, 15 years. So Yeah, clip, clippers last a long time. You just put a couple drops of oil in there. Like, I've had the same clippers forever. Um, the, those seem to last a lot longer. It's just the scissors. I don't know. If anybody yeah. has, like, a good pair of scissors that will last longer, I've just bought a couple of cheap ones on Amazon for, like, 15 bucks and they just like went to shit right away so hit, yeah. hit, hit me up with the my my uh, my uh what's the right word for hair hairstylist um people are in the know with which kind i should buy okay so anyways should you try it i would try it if you want to save money if you got an eye for detail you're not worried to screw up um or and you don't really care exactly how it's styled if you're you know a little bit I mean, more laid back. I'm thinking about it is it, it's, it's just hair. It, it grows back. So if you true. screw it up, you know, you that's can... true. My hair grows really fast. Yeah. Too. Cool. All right. Podcasts that we're listening to. Um, one, how, so I'm a little, I go through these phases where like, I'm really into sports for a while. And I listen to like, you know, I, you know, there's some that I listen to all the time. I, I really like college, uh, sports, um, podcast the shutdown full cast i like you know matt collars um purple insider and a few ones that i'm pretty pretty religiously listened to um you know score north and whatnot but i get into these cr true crime phases where i get a little mm -hmm. bit obsessed with true crime i really like like cold cases and, and a lot of the forensics and like solving stuff and so one thing that's really interesting is sometimes i find out that they've like identified a killer and then I can go back and like watch the listen or watch a show before they knew who it was. And that can be pretty like interesting. So um, there was um, Patton, Patton Oswald's uh, previous wife who passed away. She was writing a book about the Golden State Killer. And I listened to that on audio, um, the audio book in my car. And it was really, really good, really well writ um, written and, and read to me uh, in my car. And uh and then after it was over, so they had all these ideas. Was it, you know, um, a pilot? Was it a, you know, architect, a realtor, a police officer and all these things? And you're thinking, yeah, like, who was it? And then just like a few months later, they identified the person through um, the genealogy websites through like an ancestry.com or whatever. And then it came out who it was. And it was like, whoa. So anyway, so I started this um, Long Island serial killer podcast and I got into a few of the episodes. And then um, my mom or somebody was like, you know, that they've they found the they just found who the killer was to that and i was like oh sweet so then you're listening to the whole you know first couple seasons knowing like trying to think like who who is this guy going to be right cuz they've got all these red herrings and like oh what what type of job would he have well he does he have a boat and all these things and so anyways so i would i would recommend that the long island serial killer it's interesting because 
they they're, they're pretty sure they they caught who it who it is and you can find out in real life so and then um the other one that um, we both uh, i think have listened to here is called the cover-up it's the pill plot and it is about um uh, something that's been really important in the news this summer as well um the ru486 uh birth control pill and um it's really interesting it takes you through the whole some of the key people who are involved in this and um, the legal matters. And basically, it was a strategy to bring this drug into the country from France, I believe, is where the manufacturer was. Yep. Yep. And yep. And then they wanted to get arrested and challenge the law that you could not, you know, have this medication um uh, given to you by by a doctor, so she was prescribed it um, in a foreign country, and and there was so. Anyways, it's it's really interesting. Um, what what are your thoughts on that pod, David? Did you? Uh... Yeah, yeah, that one is is super good. Um, so I am I used to be unsurprising to probably anybody listening. Um, have done a lot of work in the um, abortion rights access field, um, both volunteering wise, but also as like paid gigs. Um, actually, most recently before I worked for where we're working now um, with an organization called Unrestrict Minnesota, which was they're actually they were suing the state to get a bunch of the abortion restrictions that were have been on the books for years that are like, you know, don't make any sense um, repealed. <clears throat> and then so they won that lawsuit. And then they also um, uh, worked with the legislature legislature this year you know, with the, having the, the Democratic trifecta to pass a bunch of bills that were um, sort of in support of abortion and abortion access and things like that. So I was vaguely familiar with the story, um, you know, the, the pill plot story, but not like not fully. So it's, it is an interesting strategy because the guy, so they had to find, um, this is like, you'll find this all in the first episode. They had to find somebody who was willing, who was, who was pregnant, who wanted an abortion. Um, and this is a while ago when a lot of the, uh, yeah, this is right. the, the view... Yeah, this is right at the end of um, it's like right at the end of George H. W. Bush's presidency. This was right. It was right yep. before Clinton, and basically, but they yep. had to find somebody who was it, who was interested in doing it, flying to London, get you know because they needed that person needed to be present, getting it, getting back on the plane and flying back to New York. Um, in the meantime, they they like the person, the people who were doing this alerted the authorities, saying, right. "Hey, we're coming back." with you know with this medication and, and the person um, knows that they're willing to get you know it taken away arrest yes. whatever you know this, yeah, seized, not, yeah not just not just the guy the guy who did it was like a 60 year old activist yep. or whatever but then also the woman who was pregnant i think she's like 22 or 23 this like, yeah this like punk anarchist person from yep. san francisco um which was super interesting and, and a really really cool um but that's that's like the first episode so they kind of like lay out the whole thing and then there's talk about how um, how they actually think the guy who um, who brought it secretly brought it got a second dose and so he yeah. started like retroactively manufacturing it then there's a talk then there's how it actually the the, the company that owned the patent in um, France was reluctant to um, patent it in the US because even though the, the, the pill had been trialed you know hundreds of thousands of times over <clears throat> there was some other there's like just a lot of intrigue and stuff that you know you have no idea about so I would definitely yeah I would, I would highly recommend the pill plot too is that man very, it, um, it... <laughs> It's so important that that women can get access to that. I've listened to other podcasts where um, folks that are like doing a lot of activist work are, you know, mailing that stuff out in really like red states and everything and taking it's just taking a lot of um, risk in doing that. And um, 
you know, I just think that uh, it's, it's just, it, I don't know. It, it's a listen to listen to the podcast and, yeah. and, uh, these, see, and see what these, you think. These sound really, um, really intense. <laughs> so I'm going to suggest one more. That's, that's a little Okay. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Give us more um, of a fun one. If, if you have, have you heard of uh, my dad wrote a porno? Yes. Yeah. I have okay. listened to some of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, one, that was so cracking they're, me they're up, basically, man. They're basically completely done. <laughs> so this one, there's like, so there's probably a couple hundred episodes uh, for you to go back and listen to. And it, it's about this, it's about this, um, <clears throat> this group of friends who read uh, uh, a, a porno that was like a, a, like a, you know, like a porno story that was written by one of their friend's dad um, under a, a pseudonym. Um, the pseudonym <laughs> is named Rocky Flintstone. And <laughs> Each episode, they basically like read a chapter uh, from the from the book. I believe there's five books now um, that he's written, and and, and the guy just, is just terrible at describing things. It's yes. like so like unsexy, and he'll be like, "Oh, her, you know, her boobs were sagging, but yet like the 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 nipples supple. were hard and yes, yeah, <laughs> supple, and like all these like contradictions that are like I don't I you know like like yeah. oh like, they couldn't yeah they were spilling out of her you know brazier but still perky and upright. Yes, like, so but, yeah, want... it just makes no sense. <laughs> If you want, if you want a good laugh, that's a good one. And then the other one that, if you like, um, sort of like drafts and things like that. I don't know if you have to listen to all fantasy everything. Um, that's a cool one too. It's it's these no, comedians who um, they draft things. So for example, like they just drafted things, uh, just drafted sounds recently. Um, they did things <laughs> like like ninety action movies. Um, what, uh, what what sound was a high pick like a like a, like a, like a blue whale or something? I can't remember now, but like funny places to pee that's not a toilet, and they literally do like, okay. they do they do like uh, snake drafts of, of these things, and it's it's a couple it's like be, care, be careful in Cancun where you pee. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's a, it's these three comedians who are friends, and then they always have on a guest as well. And um, it's, okay, that's another one that, cool. that, that makes me laugh. And it, that sounds and, like an interesting concept. Uh, yeah, yep. that sounds that yep. sounds cool. Nice. Well, okay. Um, we so go, moving on now. Uh, we got food and 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 movies. Do you have a uh, one that you prefer? Let's do food because I think I I I going to spend a little more time with movie thoughts. Let's maybe okay. wrap up with okay. uh, with food here. Um, if that works for you, so that that does work for me. But then you have to tell me about your blue sky thing too, also because oh, sure. uh, we'll, we'll wrap up. Yeah. We'll wrap up with that. But yeah, why don't you? What's okay? Food okay. And then, and then blue, blue okay, sky. food. Um, so I I I I love food. Um, I'm kind of a you know, do you eat to live or live to eat person? And I definitely live to eat. Um, I love Italian. I'm half Sicilian. Um, I love spaghetti, meatballs, you know, lasagna, all of it. Um, chicken parm is one of my favorites. Um, I also love a lot of Asian food, um, especially Thai and Vietnamese. Um, so those, those are my favorites. Um, I love, a hot and spicy chicken and I love curry. I love all different colors of curry and, you know, the red peppers and the onions and, and all that and the uh, spicier, the better. So, um, those are my favorites. Um, I'll pretty much eat anything, but, um, I don't know. What, what, what about you, David? Yeah. Um, you pretty much hit it there for the, the things that I enjoy the most too. I'm also, I love to cook and I love to eat as well. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, I worked as a sous chef for a while um, back, you know, around college time. Um, so I've really, I really enjoy um, cooking a good meal. Actually, I cooked, cooked dinner tonight to pasta actually, as a matter of fact. So, um, and I, um, 
and yeah, I like to, I like to mix it up with, with different, I'm not, I don't have one particular sort of thing that I enjoy eating or cooking. Um, I think, I mean, Vietnamese is probably up there tops for me. Um, there's a really great Vietnamese restaurant near, not too far from me called uh, KVET, which I, has some of the best egg rolls, <laughs> I think, in the world. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously some really good Thai and um, other Vietnamese restaurants here in St. Paul, where I live down University Avenue, you can't, you can't throw a rock without hitting a, a really good bottle, a bowl of pho um, around. So, <clears throat> and then, um, you know, it's uh, people don't, uh, you know, they, they, I, I don't want to get, you don't need to get weird with it, but just a, a really cook a good um, burger with good, you know, good solid beef. Um, you don't need a ton of accoutrements to it. You don't, you know, you don't need to put a, a fried egg and bacon and, you know, all kinds of different cheeses and stuff. I mean, those are all great. Don't get me wrong, but just a, a, a good burger cooked on the grill on your grill, you know, the, on the grill that you own, that you that you know how to manage that, you know, um, is, is, uh, that's hard to beat, man. Hard to top. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't beat a good hamburger. I, I was super hungry at the fair last night and, uh, went for a run yesterday too. And I got a burger and then I, uh, I noticed it was a double burger. And then I was like, do you have cheese? And the guy's like, I just have nacho cheese. And I'm like, never <laughs> had nacho cheese on a burger, but I can't imagine it's bad, you know? So I had the nacho cheese, all this ketchup and it was just, oh, it was so good. Yeah. Oh man. There's, you know, there's um, also nothing wrong with some garbage food too, right? Like going to the, you know, going to the black heart. Oh, yeah. I love pizza. a good <laughs> you know, good or, comfort or food some... well i mean i saw the big sign that said um it was a uh, uh what's it called the state the philly cheesesteak one i love philly yeah. cheesesteaks and then i saw the guy in front of me had it and the thing was like enormous it was like the size of like a, a mini football and i was like oh, i i can't i can't do that i can't <laughs> do that tonight <laughs> i would love to but, yeah i would love to but like that and that's going to be so sloppy but um i used to really like cameron bay when they were in eden prairie back in the day and i think they're in um downtown hopkins now so when okay. we used to go when i used to go into the office over there i used to eat there sometimes so uh, me and my dad used to go back there back in the day a lot when we lived in ep but um cool. all right yeah yeah i um Oh, I'm I'm excited to uh, to do the movie one next week because I definitely have I know the movies that scare me the most in my life and uh, I'm already I'm already got them right, <laughs> writing them down. Yeah, let us know if oh, you yeah. like, that's that's the yeah. uh, that's the other like where I think we were talking about yeah <clears throat> um, movies that scared us or, or that like ruined ruined our childhoods or something like that. Um, so if you have any particular ones that that pop out to you, let us let us know. Hit us up so. Um, and I also liked your uh, what movie is like the most garbage movie that you'll kind of die on the hill for. Yeah. Yes. And, then, and then, there, of course, there's, you know, um, and things that you like when you're like a teenager really stick with you a lot. And so my, you know, some of the movies I like the most are from when I was a teenager. And when I've rewatched them, sometimes they're just terrible, but it's just it, it keeps that you know that place in your heart or whatever i i always loved ace ventura uh jim carrey and i went back and watched it like 10 years ago and i was like like this is not funny at all yeah, you know so, and so, sometimes um, those so, don't yeah. hold up very well no right? no but you know a lot of these comedies are going to be really poorly reviewed or whatnot i mean i love will ferrell movies so like you know stepbrothers and anchorman and all that i'm sure have like bad reviews but i find them funny but i think you know, it's movies where I think I probably think in my heart of hearts that they're terrible, but like I still like it anyways, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited a, to do that I one got next a, week. I got too. a few. I got a few in the in the hopper for that. So we can <laughs> spend some time there. So. I'm sure you do. Okay, so what? So Blue Sky is this going to be another um, 
competitor, you know, to, to Twitter or X or whatever it is, because I tried to do the Mastodon thing and it was confusing and there wasn't a lot of people on there. So I like never go on there, but I yeah. don't obviously don't like Twitter's like, you know, Right. So this uh, is this is the one that is like this is the one that's most set up like Twitter in that okay. like the, way, the way the feed is set up, the you know, the retweets and things like that. It is still a little it's there's not a ton of people in it yet. Okay. Is it decentralized up. like Ma Mastodon where you had to no, like find no, no, no. like your server and all no, that stuff? That no. was super confusing. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not like that. So it's 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 more or less it looks a lot like what Twitter is, except it's just there's not as okay. many people on it yet. So I think this one I mean, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see. There's the problem is that Twitter like was such a great use of or excuse me, such a great tool for the things that it was that I used it for and that it's gonna be really hard to replicate. Um replicate that, right? Like news, um, you know, interacting with you know friends and things like that, people who are not, you know, and I don't have you tried the 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 um uh Facebook one? I can't remember what the hell it's called, uh feeds or whatever. Um and that one is you know, it's based off of Instagram, so you're um threads 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 yes you know um, no i haven't i don't know i i don't like instagram at all i have it and I, I never go on yeah. there so i well, the i mainly like do our, our slack tiktok and twitter are yeah, like the main things i go to i go i go to facebook a little bit but yeah slack and less slack and is, less slack is the one i may want to use i use uh there's i'm in a couple different discord um servers yeah that are, that are pretty useful. i was on discord a little bit for some stoke city stuff but uh, my my f like american friends from stoke are in a twitter like group chat or right. dms thing or whatever so we usually just talk to each other yeah. on there so i don't know I've, I've only i only just got on it i don't you know not connected with a ton of people yet so i'm just trying to just trying to use it so okay I'm okay keep using it see if you want to if you're on it and you want to follow me uh my handle is texas zeller um dot b sky dot social that's they're all it's all it's like they're all like that so it's like it's not a it's that you know, dot the b sky dot social and then whatever your username is in front so i just got the same username as twitter um at texas zeller um Grady is at Big Game Grade A27. You can find our show, uh, MN Sports Variety, uh, on on the Twitters still. Um, <laughs> if the Blue Sky goes good, maybe I'll move over to Blue Sky as well on this. But um, <laughs> thank you for putting up everybody for uh, with our slight audio issues last week. Um, I know it didn't sound great, but I did. I spent a lot of time trying to <laughs> trying to make it trying to make it work at like four o'clock in the morning watching women's soccer. So um, I did the best I could. This one I think will be a lot better. I don't think we had the no, no, this should, this should be pretty time, solid. So. And then right. and we might yeah. we might have a special guest for you, too. We'll see how the, uh, we'll see. the audio yep. works out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So everybody take care. And uh, yeah, except please rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. Five stars if you can. Um, and share it, with a, share it with a friend if you like it, too. Tell, tell somebody yeah. to listen. We'd, we'd appreciate yeah. that. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, hit us up either the email or um, at the at Twitter if you have any questions. Um, yeah. Uh, look forward to talking with you later this week, Eric. Um, I'll be in next time we talk. I'll probably be in New York. So um, oh, cool. We'll have some have some probably some New York topics. Watch right. it. I'm walking over here. Yeah, yeah I guess like we're that. gonna get so, some good pizza pie. Hey, <laughs> see a lot of rats. Uh, hey. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you. I'll talk to you soon.
Hello, it's Eric, and I am here with my buddy Dave Valinsky. Say hi, Dave. Hello. Um, we are going to have a little special here for you. Dave is going to be the uh, ombudsman here for the first uh, four episodes, and he's going to tell us a couple things that he thinks that we got wrong. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. Well, um, first of all, the, on, your, on your third show, on your third show, you you t- were talking about dates uh, that happened in Minnesota sports. Oh. That weren't exactly right. Two thousand nine Brett Favre season. I knew it as soon as I said it. Yeah, uh, brutal. Yeah, that. Did okay. Not what, what else we got? Um, and you were off on the North Stars going to the Stanley Cup Finals by one year. Oh, okay. That okay, was, fair enough. That was. Um, not ninety one. It, it was it was ninety one. It was ninety ninety one, not ninety one ninety two. Uh, okay, okay. Um, all right. Uh, what uh, what did you you had mentioned that uh, when we talked about the Saudis that you had some thoughts on the Saudis? So what? Uh, give us your two cents. Well, it's, it's it was everyone's thoughts on the Saudi Arabia and then and the new league and basically them buying up. Basically everything to basically. Um, I'm guessing you don't like it. No, I don't like the. <laughs> this is the capitalism I think that every like religious Republican has a theocracy that is basically uh, running the government and running the show for everything, and they're able to buy everything with the the, the oil money and. I, I'm, you know, I don't. I, I remember 9/11. You know, I remember what happened and who really attacked us. You know, it was the Saudis. This is so you will not be supporting that league. Do you think it's going to? I'm be... I'm not supporting the golf league that's coming to town. Yeah. I'm not supporting the, the the soccer league or any of the of the professional sports or even the the wrestling that are thinking about buying it or almost. Mm. One shoe in the door, I think, of buying the uh, the WWE or oh, the WWF. That. Interesting. Yeah, Vince McMahon was thinking about like selling it to the Saudi Arabian company. Oh, I don't know if it, if it's totally gone through yet, but if it's definitely like one foot in the door. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, I hear you on the Saudis. Now tell us about um, the the League's Cup. Uh, like championship games that are going on that um, Minnesota United just got knocked out in the uh, quarterfinal last night. Liga Mekis versus the MLS. Um, I think it's just been a tremendous tournament so far for it's me. What are your thoughts? absolutely the, the tournament I think North America needs for their soccer. Um, you're not going to know how good a team is or a league is if um, – if we're playing just the small little minnows in in uh, Concacaf, and I know there's a lot of like Mexican fans that are very upset with certain calls being done and the way certain things have happened, and all the games are here, so they're and not all getting the games any are here. home field advantage. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, they're not getting any home field advantage. Um, the tur- you know, and the tournament is like kind of started right around there. I think what's the consider their second half of the mm, year. Correct. They, yes. They, they do. Uh, they do a winter Two season. Yeah, yeah. They do a winter season first, and then a 
and then a, a summer season, and we're just gotten right into the beginning of their summer season, mm-hmm. and well, they're all complaining about that online. That's one of their mm-hmm. big complaints about it, and it's like we have to play Concacaf while you're ha- like basically halfway through a season of uh, the Concacaf Champions League has always been like at the beginning of our season. Where's your argument on this? <laughs> I mean, you know, they're saying the refereeing is bad. Well, it's Concacaf. What do you what do you expect? What do you expect? The refereeing has always been bad in this like region. Yeah, the re- the refing's not great in MLS, but I also watched the championship in England, and the refing there sucks too. It's not like uh, oh, yeah. it's so much better. Just refing is kind of poor in yeah. you know both it's- those leagues. I haven't watched EPL in a while. Maybe that's better. Yeah. Um, okay. So what? Um, what else about the the tournament has piqued your interest? Have you, you know, liked Messi a lot? Bongi was, you know, oh. had seven goals. Messi's got eight, I think. Now they won four zero last night. Miami over I, uh, Clit FC or whatever they are, South Carolina. Going Charlotte. Yeah. Going back to basically the Saudis. Um, there's a lot of. Disdained by our, our actual Saudi fans or bots on online that are constantly well. Ever since he joined, ever since Messi joined the league and did not decide to take the uh, the, the Saudi money, they are been so upset about this. <laughs> They're literally like trying to drag him through the mud and basically tell him like Christian Aldo, you know your typical rivalry of Christian Aldo and Messi, who's better, and they're all constantly like sending out memes to each other and it's it's really 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 funny in a lot of ways because as a soccer fan and I'm I'm a, I'm a, basically a newbie soccer fan I'm I was it's, been a, it's been a few years now it's, it's been, been a good few, yeah it's, it's been a few Five, years but years. it's not like I grew up with it grew up with yeah. it like you have yeah. you know I, I never really you're, you're not like they're not running the offside trap quite right yeah yeah, yeah where's the high press yeah exactly you know, I'm not going to notice that stuff as much as like what's you say your average soccer fan is going to know, but like the constant, I just find it to be just hilarious to be on Facebook and like the first thing I was starting to get right when he got in, he got into the league was the you know the, the he's going to a weaker league. You no, know, Saudi Arabia is not all that great of a league. And no, they, they've gotten the a rank, few high-profile people, but I was looking at yeah, I was yeah, looking the, the at the rank. The rank sixty-seventh. The rank sixty-seventh total. We're ranked sixteenth. Okay, <laughs> not great, but there's, and there's a lot of Saudis that are automatically trying to say, "Well, this league is going to be in a few years. Will eventually, like, um, I don't know. I just it's, I don't know gonna, how many people gonna, are going to want to live." There and I, I don't know. They would really it's, have to have it, a the, lot the, the, of money prepping it up. Yeah, they have a lot of money prepping up. They're, they're, this is their shot to basically get a World Cup. They saw Qatar had a World Cup, and they literally almost evaded Qatar because of it. There was literally the government was considering like we should go into Qatar and literally take their World Cup away. Oh man, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be another. Uh, World Cup in a 120 degree weather country. No, they're never. They're never. They're, they're never going to do it. The, the, this league will last maybe 10 years with the way it's going, 
And then once they figure out they're never going to get the World Cup in that region ever again. They'll move on to a different move sport. On. And uh, it, it was a horrible, like, just a PR. For PR for FIFA, it would never, like, that, that World Cup. <laughs> like 110 people officially died building the stadiums. Building, and people are like, it's yeah, actually yeah, five, never, five times that or whatever. If the government's admitting to yeah. this many people, then imagine how many it really was. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're never going to admit what, you know, I can't. FIFA's never going to, like, say that they were wrong. Right, right. You know, but they did for, for PR, it was so horrible yeah, that for them. It was an absolute night. They were like human trafficking people, and oh just yeah, crazy. I mean, and then everything like not the pay, deal. Not the deal just them. got worse every damn time for them too. Like, like once the World Cup started, it was like the the, the even before the World Cup started, the, the deal was just kind of getting worse and worse, and it made FIFA and Kuwait look bad. Mm. But and, now everybody wants to travel to Qatar though, or Qatar, to go on holiday. No, I'm just kidding. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Anything? Uh, anything else? Any thoughts on uh, the loons? Anybody you're liking uh, lately or not liking? Um, Bongi, Ray, Pookie. Oh, Bongi's playing great, but Pookie has just been. Got like. Are he, we, ma- he makes good runs. Are he seems cursed, to have a good idea. Though? Are we cursing the nine? I mean, I really have to think to ourselves. It's only cur- been like three games. Give the guy some time. Yeah. It, he had a nice assist one game. He's yeah. got good vision. He just he's kind of slow. He's kind of slow, and he, he makes good runs. He makes good runs, but he's st- all all we want for this team is someone to finish. Just finish. Bongi, he's got seven goals in this tournament. Well, I know. I'm talking about a, just as, a, as an actual striker. We want actual strikers. If they're if from from the right forward position, if Bongi can score consistently, I don't care if they put him at the nine, the eleven, the seven, the fucking wherever. I, put I, the ball in the net. Yeah, I don't care if we do the fake. I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I, 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 I'm just saying for an actual striker. Position, I hear you. No, we, it's it's and frustrating. We pay, it's been and we frustrating paid since good money for him. To Christian come Ramirez here. left. Yeah, yeah, and we, this is probably the highest we've ever paid for a striker since Ramirez. Probably, who knows? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we have not spent a ton of money on the striker position. This is the most we probably ever have. I don't know what Kai Kamara and all the other guys they tried and failed cost, but. All right, Dave. Well, thank you for your uh, your input, and let's see if this thing recorded now. Okay. <laughs>